You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. You know, that's the feeling when you hit the rumble strips on the road. When you've gone a little too far. He was feeling the tension, the pressure. You see, Peter's question was really a window for repentance. An opportunity to come clean. Death hadn't happened yet. Judgment hadn't been issued yet. The question that Peter asked was a chance to come clean. When you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, what do you do with it? Pastor Dion in his message today says that it isn't always fun when the Lord deals with you on your sin. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that the discipline of our Father isn't pleasant, yet it will yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. That's if we submit to His hand of correction. Keep in mind that God loves you, and everything that He does is for your good. You prove that you're a child of God when you submit to Him. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 5 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Barnabas supported it generously. His contribution that he brought that day would help the church do more and go further. And it caused the people at the church to rejoice. Everybody, we should cheer for Barnabas. Way to go, Barnabas! Yeah! Don't worry, you're not going to steal his reward. He already got it. Yeah, Barnabas, right? It was awesome. It's a beautiful thing. So chapter 4 ends with a godly man doing a godly thing. Unfortunately, chapter 5 starts with the word, but. Everybody said, what? But. But what? But here comes a man, following Barnabas, that wants to look godly without being godly. Everybody say, "Uh uh-oh. Let's read it, chapter 5 and verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also, being aware of it, and this Ananias brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Same as Barnabas. But Peter said, Ananias... Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. And everybody say, So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, 
for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And again, everybody, (gasps) And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Smoking. So Ananias, this guy, wanted to be seen. When this all started, he wanted to be seen in the same light as Barnabas. He wanted to be seen as spiritual, encouraging. He wanted to be seen as generous. He wanted to be seen as a hero. Ananias wanted to be liked and followed the same way Barnabas was. So just like Barnabas, Ananias sold a piece of property. But Ananias asked his wife to join him in lying about the amount. They agreed to tell everyone that they were giving all the money from the sale to the church. But in reality, they were only giving a portion. It's a lie. It's a scheme. It's a deception. Like the doctor who answered the phone and heard a familiar voice of a colleague on the other end of the line. We need a fourth for poker. The doctor said, I'll be right over. As he was putting on his coat, his wife asked, is it serious? He said, oh yes, sweetheart, quite serious. In fact, there are already three doctors there already. (laughs) Deception. Everybody said out loud, what? Deception. Ananias had schemed, had lied, had conspired. And so Ananias walked over to the church. He announced the sale of his property and handed the bag of cash to Peter. Ananias absorbed all the oohs and the ahs. He absorbed the adulation and the applause. He leaned back to catch a selfie with Pastor Peter holding the bag of money in his hand. And that's when things went south. Peter had a confused look on his face. He asked Ananias if in fact he sold the land for the amount that was in the bag. I'm sure that Ananias got that deer-in-the-headlight look. Oh, you recognize it, huh? I'm sure that it took him by surprise. A thousand questions filled Ananias' head. How does Peter know? Who told him? Or does he really know? Should I tell the truth? But if I tell the truth, everyone's going to know that I'm all broth and no beans. And then what nickname will they give me? Liar, liar, pants on fire, wannabe, poser, phony. Ananias was under conviction. You know, that's the feeling when you hit the rumble strips on the road. When you've gone a little too far. He was feeling the tension, the pressure. 
You see, Peter's question was really a window for repentance. An opportunity to come clean. Death hadn't happened yet. Judgment hadn't been issued yet. The question that Peter asked was a chance to come clean. God is so gracious that way. Giving us a way out. Giving us a chance to make it right. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 says this. Read it with me. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you, everybody, a way out so that you can endure. Say it out loud. Take the exit, dude. Say it out loud. Take the exit, dude. Look at your neighbor and tell him the same thing. Take the exit, dude. But Ananias rejected God's way of escape. He held on to the lie and punched the accelerator. Here's what he said. That's my story and I'm sticking to it, Peter. Go ahead and shake your head and click your tongue. Peter gave, at that point, Peter gave Ananias and everyone in the room a brief lesson. He said, God is omniscient. God sees and knows everything. We can lie to ourselves and we can lie to others, but we can't lie to God. All things are naked and open to Him. And be sure that your sin will find you out. Then Ananias fell dead at Peter's feet. Let's do it again. Well, Ananias' wife, Sapphira, wasn't with her husband when all of that went down. She was probably in town getting her hair and her nails done, buying a new dress and accessories. She figured that she better look good for when she got to the church because for sure there would be pictures. They put her picture on the bulletin of the church, her and Ananias. She figured there would be some interviews, you know, people wanting to talk to her and shake her hand and do those things. But when Sapphira arrived at the church, she didn't get the attention she expected. She only got one question. Did you and Ananias sell the property for the amount that Ananias, your husband, brought? Sapphira was also given a chance to come clean. A chance to get right. But she also stuck to the lie and fell dead. Everybody, let's do it again. <gasps> now, you might be questioning why God would judge this couple so severely for a few bucks, right? When you think about it, why would God judge this couple so severely for a few bucks? But the problem wasn't the money. The problem was, here's the word, everybody say it, hypocrisy. Say it again. Hypoc I know it's an ugly word, but say it anyway. Hypocrisy. Pretending to be someone you're not. Being a poser, a fraud, a fake. This kind of deception is dangerous, especially for new Christians. Okay? 
I'm going to say it again. The problem wasn't money. That's not the issue God was wanting to address. It was the hypocrisy, the deception, pretending you're someone you're not, because that kind of deception is dangerous, especially for new Christians. You see, pretend Christians can and will turn people off or away from true Christianity. And God didn't want that happening this early in the church infancy. It was too soon. The church had just begun. Hypocrisy is a cancer. It would erode and it would completely destroy the work that God was doing with His church. So God had to do something. God had to do this. Everybody say it out loud. Nip it in the bud. Remember Barney Fife used to say that all the time. Nip it. Nip it in the bud. Look at your neighbor and tell him that. Nip it in the bud. That's what God had to do. Before this cancer, before this hypocrisy would bleed into the rest of the congregation and it would turn people off and the church would deteriorate as soon as it begun. So God had to nip it in the bud. The reason God judged Ananias and Sapphira the way that He did was to let everyone know how and what He felt about hypocrisy. See, at that stage in the church, Jesus' teachings hadn't been documented. The Gospels hadn't been written. The letters of Paul that contained guidelines for Christian conduct hadn't been written yet. Paul wasn't even a Christian yet. There was no documentation. So God made a huge statement with His judgment over hypocrisy. Everybody say, I get it. And a few of you are like, the light bulb just went on. And when God did that, it got everyone's attention. Everybody say, loud and clear, right? We said everyone in the church and everyone that knew what was happening was like <gasps> shocked, fear. In fact, the word is great fear came upon everyone. You can bet that Christians at that point started keeping their talk and their walk in sync. Huh? They started keeping their talk and their walk aligned. Well, God has spoken to our generation through His Word instead of judgment. Everybody's going, whoo! Right? God has decided to speak to our generation through His Word instead of judgment. He's commanded us individually to nip our own hypocrisy in the bud. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, read it with me. So get rid of I, I didn't hear you. I, I know this is hard to swallow, but you know, just swallow hard. Let's do it. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Now pause right there. So he said, hey listen, those first few things, get rid of those things that scream out of your life, hypocrisy which is deceit or lying, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Wow. He said, get rid of... Look at your neighbor, give him a nice stern face and say, get rid of it. 
or better yet, say, nip it, nip it in the bud, tell them. And then he says, here's what we should do. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. So, in other words, if we will strip the hypocrisy from our lives, if we will nip it in the bud. Now listen, hypocrisy is something deliberate and deceitful. You know you shouldn't be doing it, but you do it anyway. We're not talking about those of you who occasionally slip. You're wrestling. You're in process. You want to change. People can recognize that when you're being real and you're working on yourself. When the word slips and you said, when, and you correct yourself. They recognize the repentance. They recognize the character. When you do something and it wasn't intentional and you come back and deal with it. People recognize that. What they also recognize is when you don't do that and it's intentional because your character is cheap. So don't be down on yourself and begin to absorb this teaching. Oh, I'm so hypocritical. Unless you really are deliberately being two-faced, being deceitful. Get that out of your life. Address it. Recognize it. And begin, he says, nip it in the bud. If we will strip hypocrisy from our lives, we will begin to experience the same amazing things that ended up happening in the book of Acts chapter 5. Let's read what happened after hypocrisy was eliminated from the picture. Read it out loud. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing the sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits. And say it out loud with me. And they were all healed. There's the upside. Once hypocrisy is put down, is nipped in the bud, the floodgates of salvation, healing, miracles, and transformations. Those floodgates open. Isn't that awesome, guys? So you know what I believe? Are you ready for a miracle? Are you ready for a healing? Are you ready for salvations in your family, in your home? Well, guys, all you've got to do is those things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Those things that are deceitful. Those things that are creating a bad testimony in you. It's at this point, nip it in the bud. And when you do, you are going to begin to see the floodgates of God's grace and power just flood through your life. 
sweep through your life like you've never experienced it. All because you're being obedient to God. And maybe you've been dealing with some hypocrisy. Some stuff in your life that you know you shouldn't be doing. Flirting with somebody you shouldn't. Maybe even entertaining an affair. Maybe you've been gambling or taking something that belongs to someone else that you shouldn't. Whatever it is, all the the variety of things that we can get involved in, if you know you shouldn't be doing it, this is a day to confess your sin to the Lord. The Bible says that if we confess it and repent from it, He is just and faithful to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness and He will treat you like you never did it. Like it was never done. Like you are spotless and clean. He will from there open the floodgates for salvation and help and security and hope and peace. I promise. I promise He will. So listen. For those of you that you haven't surrendered your life to the Lord, Maybe it's somebody's hypocrisy that turned you off. Maybe it was some church's attitude or some people's, Christian's attitude that just turned you away. Listen, I apologize for that hypocrisy that was shown. But that's not who Jesus is. And Jesus is Savior. Don't let that keep you away from the relationship and the peace and the salvation, and the transformation that can take place in you. Don't let someone else's issues keep God from doing something beautiful in you. Just surrender yourself to the Lord. Let's pray out loud together. Father, I know I'm a sinner. And I need forgiveness. I have run from You. I've ignored You. I've even fought You. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin and I turn to You. I nip it in the bud, Lord, and ask You to fill my life with salvation and peace and healing and transformation. In Jesus' name, Amen. It's tough, isn't it? But that's what God's Word does. It challenges us to grow. It confronts us sometimes with things that we would prefer to not see. But listen, He does it because He loves us. He doesn't want us to continue in that behavior because it's destructive. Not just to you, but to those around you. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to smile on you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May the beauty of the Lord be upon you and may He establish all the works of your hands. We're so glad that you joined us today for The Simple Truth, a ministry of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Pastor Dion Cordova has been sharing from the Book of Acts, a book that gives us an insider's peek into the first 30 years of the church. 
From persecution to miracles, this book truly has it all. What an inspiring narrative, watching how disciples like Peter go from denying Jesus to losing his life for Jesus. Luke, the writer of Acts, gives us a perspective that emphasizes life change. He writes, And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Jesus didn't just come to change the system. He came to change people. If what you heard today has impacted you, we would love to hear about it and pray for you too. You're more than welcome to give us a call at 505-753-4363. Again, 505-753-4363. We'd like to encourage you to get involved in a local church as well. This will be a place that you can ask questions, learn more about Jesus, and find support as you grow in your faith. Are you in the Española area? If so, we would love for you to come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. We meet on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. You can find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. That's tmcalvary.com. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but we want to thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again next time for more from the book of Acts right here on The Simple Truth. We sow, let us join our hands and together we stand together.